Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. Military families are not like your traditional family. They are strong, brave, resilient, and some of the most incredible people I know. My name is Gracie, a U.S. Army brat, and I am your host. I am honored to be able to give military family members like myself a place for them to share their stories and experiences in the military life. Stay tuned for this week's guest. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Grace of Military Child and Life. Today, I'm here with Madison, who is a Marine spouse. So Madison, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. So give everyone a insight to what it's like being a military spouse. You know, that's an interesting question because I feel like everyone could define it extremely differently, um, but maybe we, it could definitely be summed up as an adventure full of highs and lows, all the ups and downs. You never know what's around or what's through the next door, what's around the next corner. You never know what the military life might hit you with next. So it's definitely unexpected, but it can be an unexpected fun adventure. Yeah, you really never know, you know, until you get there, until those orders are printed, signed and in hand, like, (laughs) that's when you really know. And from there, it can still change. So it keeps you on your toes. It definitely does. I mean, we've been here at 29 Palms for three years now. And in those few years that we've been here, my husband has had four different sets of orders just to move around this installation. So, and even some of those orders, like you just mentioned, it's okay. They might send them to you, but then they're going to change and, oh, you're actually staying where you're at or, oh, you're not going there after all. So (laughs) yeah, if you're looking to move somewhere or you're getting orders, it's like, you want to make sure these are the final orders. They are in your hands. Like, are these actually the final orders or not? But you're right. They could always change. (laughs) Yeah, you you really never know what's going to happen. And I mean, the fun adventures you get to go on, like we're Mm -hmm. literally little travelers just going, you know, wherever the military sends us. But sometimes it's super cool places, places you never thought you would have gotten to go to. And you get to explore really you get to imagine what it or you get to live what it's like in a city but it's not permanent you end up moving again and that's the coolest part of it you know so we're from southern virginia and we did not anticipate my husband getting orders to the west coast it was not even like a thought in our head we really thought the marine corps might want to save money and like keep us on the <laughs> few hours away, but instead they decided to send us to the complete opposite side of the country. And 29 Palms is a very remote, isolated duty station in Southern California. For example, the closest Target is an hour and a half away. Closest Walmart is about 40 minutes. So it's not the most convenient. Well, honestly, it is kind of a central location. You know, we have three hours, you get to LA, three hours, you get to Vegas, whichever way you go, but still remote and isolated. You have to be willing to commute here. But so we definitely didn't anticipate coming to the desert, but it has been an excellent duty station for us. It We have grown so much in the desert as individuals and also just within our marriage as a team as well. And so, you know, we, again, we didn't expect to come here, but military kind of, they threw it at us, but we really made the most of it. And it's been a great place for us. Yeah. You have to find, you know, even when you get orders to the desert or to, 
you know, some somewhere you don't want to go because let's face it, we all have different opinions. Some of us would love to be stationed in Alaska where you could get snowed in year round. Um, <laughs> and some of us would hate that. So, you know, you have your list of duty stations that are your dream and ones that you'd never want to go to. And for the most part, 29 Palms, I've heard is the never want to go to. Really <laughs> not um, on people's list of where they would like to go. But surprisingly, yeah. a lot of uh, Marine Corps families get sent out here two and three times throughout, like oh, if wow. their service member stays in a full career, they're out here a couple different times. So I know people, I have friends who they're here on their second, third tour. So you might be coming back to the desert whether <laughs> or not. Um, but again, it's been a great place actually. And I feel like there's this expression that said a lot about 29 Palms that you cry when you get here, but you also cry when you leave because right. you come here kind of kicking and dragging your feet. But then eventually once you're in the community and you realize what a great community it is here and all of the different organizations and entities that are here to help make your time here a success, you end up not wanting to leave. So you cry as you also pull away and head out. So yeah, you make the most of wherever you are, even if, you know, even if you go in thinking you're going to hate it and you end up loving it because you find that that community aspect, you find your favorite, you know, coffee shops or parks or, you know, whatever is around. You find those favorite places and those people, that community, and you really get attached to wherever you are. That's why, you know, the flowers, the dandelion of military families, you plant roots and then you get blown away and plant roots again. Exactly. And it's true. It is every duty station is what you make of it. Something I really believe is that anywhere the military sends you is absolutely going to suck if your mindset sucks about it. Right. So if you're coming to 29 Palms, you are going to have a really sucky experience if your mindset about being here in the desert sucks. But if you're willing to Think of it from a different perspective that, you know what, wherever the military sends us is going to be good for our family's growth. We're going to be able to get out and get involved wherever the military chooses to send us. Coming from that perspective will really help make any duty station you get sent to a little bit better of an experience. Yeah, you really have to have that uh, glass um, half full mm -hmm. um, outlook on this lifestyle because mm -hmm you might get stationed somewhere that you think you're going to absolutely just hate the entire time you're there. But if you go into it optimistic, you find those resources, you find what you get attached to, you grow, like you said, as an individual, you grow within your marriage, your family. And who knows, like you could find something in that area that you thought you would have never found before you would have never enjoyed certain hobbies and so it's really putting yourself out there even just making friends it's mm -hmm. putting yourself out there and learning to embrace the suck you know <laughs> the suck. Um, in the marine corps it's simper gumby so yes. all flexible <laughs> have to be um plans are constantly changing nothing is the one consistent thing about military life is that it's not consistent so, yeah um but even what you just said about getting out and getting involved is that right there is incredibly important especially if someone listening maybe they are coming to 29 palms they're getting orders out here because it's 
it's so remote and isolated, one of the reasons the community here is so great is because you have to get involved in the community and the community has to rely on each other. For example, I've heard from people who have been at other Marine Corps bases and they're still like the 29 Palms community, like it, it just surpasses them all. And it really is because here we have to rely on each other. This is how we survive the tour or in the time that we're here in the desert. And the community here, I mean, there are so many different organizations and entities. There's almost too much to do here on the installation. Like your schedule can be completely booked with things to do, but it's incredibly important that you get out of your house, that you are willing to put yourself out there and get involved. I think one of the mistakes, especially new Marine Corps spouses make is that they wait for people to come to them, almost like they're waiting for the friends to come knocking at their door. Really, you have to put yourself out there and be the one to go and seek those friendships. You have to be the one to get out of your house and start getting involved in your community. So rather than kind of waiting on everything just to happen to you, you have to go out and make it happen. And so that's definitely something I would encourage any new Marine Corps spouse that wherever you are being sent, get out and get involved. Do not just stay in your house. Um, make sure you're getting out into the community and getting involved. Yeah, because you're not going to get anywhere. You're not going to get involved in anything by sitting in the corner and standing back. And, you know, I get it. It's, you know, it's pretty intimidating to just jump into a room full of strangers and, you know, introduce yourself. I was talking to somebody not too long ago on the podcast and it was take those 10 seconds, those maybe even 10 minutes of awkwardness and that can turn into a like lifetime friendship or, you know, even if it's just for the two, three, four years that you're there, you like, you have a friend, you have a relationship with somebody else. And that is so important through this lifestyle where, you know, even though not every single base is isolated and remote like 29 Palms is, but it can feel like you're so isolated when, you know, nobody around you gets it. Your family might not have a military background and understand the lifestyle and your civilian friends are not going to understand why you're so upset you get have to move to, you know, Southern California where you get palm trees and, you know, not 29 <laughs> palms, but like Oceanside <laughs> or why you are upset that you have to move to Florida. Like you don't, people would think that it's paradise, you know, some aspects of this lifestyle and you don't understand that some of these aspects that you think are paradise looking on the outside looking in is really not always paradise. <laughs> so having that community of other spouses, other family members to rely on is so important. I love what you said there about 10 minutes of awkwardness could make you a friend for life. That's an amazing way to look at it. And it's true. It can be very nerve wracking to put yourself out there, especially let's say you are moving to your very first duty station. You don't even know where to start. You're like, okay, I want to make friends. I want to get involved in my community. Where should I start? My recommendation is your service members unit, uh, the family readiness program. You start by volunteering within that unit because within that unit, you're going to make friends with spouses who, you know, you guys might go through a deployment 
event together. Your service members might be working in the same company and going to the field at the same time together. So you'll be able to make friends with a spouse who is going through the exact same schedule and things like that, that you are also going through. So my encouragement there would definitely be get involved within your service members unit first and start volunteering there and see what type of friendships come from that. Yeah. And the FRGs are so important because especially in active duty, you never know where your paths are going to cross again. You can, especially in the Marine Corps where it's such a small community, you -hmm. could very well get stationed at the same base. It might not be the same base right off the bat. It might not be you're moving to a base where you already know everyone, Mm -hmm. but you know, two, three, four moves down the line, you could be like, oh, I know so-and-so from 10 years ago when we were stationed here together. And Mm -hmm. so that's why in the military, they always say never burn bridges because you never know when you're going to cross paths with someone again. You know, I love that you are bringing this up because one of my favorite military spouses out here, she literally was just sharing that with me. She was like, if your service member stays in and does the full 20, she literally said about not burning your bridges because the Marine Corps, such a small branch, the smallest branch, I would say. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure that's accurate. That's the smallest. (laughs) I think Space Force (laughs) might have it beat, but (laughs) maybe so actually. Either way. One of the two. And so with the Marine Corps, like you probably are going to run into the same spouses. If you're both your service members are staying in, you're bound to see each other again. And even like I mentioned earlier, you might find yourself coming back to a base for the second or third time. So definitely not burning those bridges. I actually just made a post about that recently of, of course, there are going to be some spouses that you don't necessarily get along with, but being kind and cordial to everyone of course, goes a long way um, in making sure that you are professional at all times. But having that kindness and courtesy with everyone will definitely help you in the long run. Yeah. My parents always told me when I, you know, was a teenager and I would go through teenage friendships where it was struggles. It was, you know, we'd get in pointless fights about, you know, things and, and, our friendships because of it. But when I would struggle through those and I'd have to see the person, you know, we were living in a civilian, you know, community. So it was not military, um, but it applies the same way, but be friendly with them, but you don't have to be familiar. You don't have to get into, you know, deep, deep conversations with people just Mm -hmm. to, you know, appease somebody else you Mm -hmm. just have to be friendly towards them and if you're friendly towards them then you know Mm -hmm. kindness can change the world (laughs) and I mean it's an awkward kind of topic to speak on but it you know it's kind of like girl drama happens anywhere that you go whether you're a teenager or an adult like it's just gonna happen we're human and I one of my pieces of advice to a new marine corps spouse on this would be be the person who says hello. Even if it's someone that you don't necessarily get along with, be the first person to say hello, ask how they are, like keep it casual, keep it cordial, but be that person who's still like, I'm still going to reach out and say hi to you. I'm still going to ask how you are, you know, still maintain that kindness and that courtesy to them. So definitely always be the first to make sure that you're still initiating some form of conversation with them. 
Yeah. And you never know what events they're going to be at that -hmm. you're at. And maybe you get seated next to them at a ball. Like, Mm -hmm. what are you going to do when you're sitting in a room full of higher ups and Mm -hmm. yeah, assigned seating and you have to deal with that situation? (laughs) Like, how do you do that? That's Um, a very fair point. Like, hey, if you're put next to them at the ball, like, are you going to cause a scene or are you going to be kind and courteous? (laughs) That is a great way to look at it. (laughs) Yeah, there are so many aspects to this lifestyle that you really don't don't recognize until you're put in it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, with civilian, you know, relationships, it's like, okay, we got into a disagreement. We got into an argument like we're our friendship is over. We're moving on. Um, and you never see that person again. You never talk to that person again. But then in the military, it's like, oh, no, you're more than likely going to see that person again. You're going to have to co- talk to them again. And that's just the way it goes, especially within the same company in the same unit. Oh, absolutely. Like the service members might start working together again. So. <laughs> and even when you bring up the civilian relationships, that is something as you're entering into the military lifestyle is your life is so different now than what it was. And you have a life that is completely different than your, even your family will be able to understand. And that's one of the reasons I think that military spouses, like we instantly can become friends so quick, or there's that instant, um, like solidarity and uh, camaraderie among us because we're experiencing all the same things and we just instantly get it. Whereas, you know, you know, I have two of my best friends back home and I love them to death. They do not understand military life though, you know, and of course they might try to understand it, but it's very different trying to explain what it's like going through a deployment or like not having your service member around for six months. It's very hard to explain that experience to someone who hasn't been through it. Um, So definitely for new Marine Corps spouses, just understanding that you're relationships from the past, even if they're family, they're not going to be able to resonate with what your life is like now. Yeah, this is a lifestyle where you truly have to to live it to understand it. It's not, you know, I can go and research, you know, a different lifestyle or a different job in the civilian world to to learn more about it and Pretty much you can learn everything about it, you know, but then the military lifestyle, you can't do that. And you, it, like you said earlier, you have to expect the unexpected. You cannot control anything about this lifestyle. And Mm -hmm. so each, you know, family member is going to have a different experience. Each spouse will have a different experience in this life. Mm -hmm. Each child will have a different experience. And so going through that, you're constantly learning along the way. You're constantly, Mm -hmm. you know, able to share different pieces of advice to Mm -hmm. other people because you're learning. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they say the seasoned spouse and Mm -hmm. even so many different spouses who are, fit into that category have said it like we're still learning too like we can learn just as much from a new incoming spouse as they can learn from us because times are changing so many things happen at different times and again expect the unexpected like you have to be able to evolve with the lifestyle and so you're learning from everyone who's going through it military life is I think one of the best lifestyles for your growth personally and 
professionally, it will constantly keep you on your toes and you will constantly be growing as an individual. And I think also like your relationship, your marriage will all also constantly be growing and evolving with military life. And what you just said about the seasoned spouses, I really credit a lot of the success that I have had being here at 29 Palms to the fact that I, this has been our first duty station. When I moved here three years ago, I was the brand new spouse, not only coming to 29 Palms, but also like coming into the Marine Corps military lifestyle. And there were especially one spouse in particular who took me under her wing and became a mentor, literally sharing from her own experience and the growth that she has had over a career of being by her service member's side. And from her experience and her growth, I was able to grow as well and kind of find my footing here in the desert. And from there, I was kind of able to build upon that. But I really would encourage any new military spouse, regardless of the branch, to find a mentor, find two to three seasoned spouses who you can go and learn from their experience. And I think that will definitely help you in the long run. Yeah, because you don't know what this lifestyle is. I mean, if you grew up in this lifestyle as a child, you've kind of got a good idea of what to expect. And you have your your mom and your dad who are there to help kind of guide you. But it's so important to have other spouses who can act as mentors that are on the same base, maybe neighbors even, <laughs> or live right down the street that can help you. And when you come into a, when you face a challenge, you can be like, hey, like, I don't know what to do. Like, mm-hmm. you know, or how do I call maintenance because my sink is leaking or <laughs> so many different things like that. Actually, you bringing that up. So I had just moved here. We moved into our base house and within 24 hours, I had a maintenance emergency. And at this time, I hadn't really met any spouses. And so I called our DRC, Deployment Readiness Coordinator. Um, In the Marine Corps, they used to be FROs, Family Readiness Officers, but now they are the DRCs. And first of all, uh, new Marine Corps spouses listening to this, have your DRC's phone number already (laughs) your phone. I called our DRC and I was like, our glass door had completely shattered. Like it was about to fall into like a thousand pieces. And I was freaking out like maintenance. Like who do I call? Like I have no idea what to do. Um, And so it's really important that you have somebody's number in your phone that you're able to call as soon as you're getting to base, as soon as you're getting into this lifestyle. I remember I also went to... um, The USO uh, had coffee connections, a monthly spouse social. And so I went to that as a new spouse and I left that event with about two phone. Yeah. Two phone numbers um, from two uh, spouses in the unit that we were with at the time. And it made me feel so much more comfortable being at this new duty station across the country from my family and everything that's most familiar to me here at this brand new duty station, this brand new life to know, you know what? I have the DRC's phone number. Now I have the maintenance phone number and I have the <laughs> phone numbers in my phone. Like I am going to be okay. But what I was just saying there about how I went to the USO Coffee Connections event, I put myself out there. I got out of my house and I went to that event. And because of that, 
I got two connections. I got those two phone numbers. So again, it's going back to that. You get there and you start getting involved one event at a time. Yeah, you really have to put yourself out there. And, you know, the USO is like at every single base and Mm -hmm. hosts so many events. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, those are great ways to just start getting involved or even just I think most bases have some sort of calendar. You can go to the MWR, get a calendar, figure out what's going on because there you'd be surprised at how many events are within even going into the civilian community right outside of base and figuring out what's going on there because, you know, it's, it's good to have that balance of civilian friends and military friends who you can go to for different things. And then, you know, you have your civilian friends who have been there for, you know, their entire lifetime, their entire lifetime. And, you know, they know certain things about the community that you may not have known. The mm-hmm. little, little hidden coffee shops or the best restaurants or yeah. um, best places to study or work if you work remotely. So things like that is so important. And connections. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the best part of this lifestyle is getting to connect with so many different people and meet different people. You never know who you're going to meet. It's true. I mean, you can recommendation is you can stay on base, but it's probably best to get off base as well and go into that new uh, town, county, city that you're in and kind of see what's off base as well. Like where are those uh, popular local touristy places to go? 29 Palms is um, extremely close. I mean, 10 minutes down the road is Joshua Tree National Park. And so a lot of people come to this area to go to that national park. Granted, I was one of those individuals who had no idea like I never heard of Joshua Tree National <laughs> It's actually a pretty popular uh, tourist destination. And it's like getting off of base and going to the national park or what are the trendy local restaurants that people go to around here. So, um, and even just an hour and a half from here is Palm Springs. So you can go down there uh, to the city, go to Target while you're there. <laughs> uh, everyone here at 29 Palms, um, We call it going down the hill. So if anyone listening is coming to 29 Palms, you will start to hear that when you move here. Like they'll be like, oh, we're going down the hill on Saturday. That means they are making the hour and a half drive, like down the mountain through the elevation (laughs) to go uh, to Palm Springs. That's what it means. So, but definitely you don't just have to stay on base. You can also get off base and get out in town with the locals as well. Yeah, it's so important to just, I mean, we talked about it earlier, but embrace where you're at, embrace the season of life you're in. And it's so hard to do that sometimes when you're going through deployments, when you're moving, when you're going through times where your spouse is in and out and you're doing, you know, solo parenting or you're the only one in the house and that can get lonely and isolating and it's hard, but embrace that even the hard times the good times and everything in between like finding that that uh you know reverse of okay well this is it's hard but I'm growing out of this and you know Mm -hmm. hard times don't last forever they they end up ending at some point so Mm -hmm. it's important to really embrace each moment that you're in Yeah. And even when you think about it, like, okay, for example, you're going through a deployment, you feel like it is the longest deployment that it is taking so long when you're in it. It feels like that. It feels like this deployment is 
uh, dragging. It feels like boot camp is dragging. But then when you're on the opposite side of it and your service member is back home, you're going to look back a year from now and you're going to be like, that deployment went like that, like a snap of your fingers in the grand scheme of your life together with your service member in the grand scheme of their career in the military. That was a blink in time. So yes, it definitely when you're going through it, it can feel like it's dragging. It feels like the world's most emotionally difficult or taxing experience of your life. But on the flip side of it, you look back and you're going to realize, wow, like that <laughs> six months went by that fast or wow, that actually happened. Um, you know, personally, we've been through a deployment out here and I actually had a really great deployment experience. Um, I do credit it a lot to, I was working for the USO and I worked for the USO here on the installation for about two years. And so while my husband was deployed, I kept myself busy with work, of course. Um, at that time, I didn't have my daughter. Um, she's a post-deployment baby. So she came after the deployment. <laughs> but, you know, and during those six months, like I filled up my calendar with work. I started doing school. And so whenever you're going through experiences without your service member, it is important that you are finding ways to work on your growth and work on your goals while your service member is away, while you guys are apart. So whether that is finding a part-time or full-time job, whether that's getting involved in your unit or getting involved in other entities, like at 29 Palms, there's the Military Spouses Association, the USO does monthly events or Stroller Warriors. There is a variety of opportunities, organizations here at the 29 Palms installation that can keep you busy while your service member is away. Yeah, I love that you you mentioned growing professionally and growing in your careers. It Spouses can often forget that they have goals too. They yep. have careers. Most of, of the spouses didn't just jump into this life saying, okay, well, you know, I'm just going to be a military spouse for the rest of my life and this is how it's going to go. But no, that time ends. Like if you do career, it's about 20 years. And so, it, I mean, give or take, but it's it ends at some point and what are you going to do after it? So mm -hmm. many spouses um, go through that period of time where it's hard to find a job and it's hard to be employed uh, just because of the the moving of this lifestyle. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's so important to just keep pushing through. So many people start small businesses. That's why military yeah. spouses are entrepreneurs at heart. And, you mm -hmm. know, it's so important. If you want to go to college, go to college. There are so many resources to even help you go to college. Yes. And so college, if you want to find a job, find a job. I know it might be hard, but you can do that. Find a job and just jump into your career and jump into your goals. And even if you have to write it down and get a vision board, like I am not a military spouse, but I still have to do like vision boards, write down my goals and figure that out because it's you lose sight of that especially when you're living the military lifestyle you mm -hmm. don't realize like you have goals too you have a life that you want to live mm -hmm. you know chase your dreams Absolutely. Because as military spouses, we are there to be that support system for our service member. And sometimes within supporting our service member, you're right. There's that little bit of a loss of identity, like being a military spouse 
almost becomes your entire identity. And one of the reasons for that is because military life is so demanding day in and day out that it, it just, you know, the whole lifestyle uh, takes over, <laughs> encompasses all of you. Um, but it is so important to consider how do I want to maintain my identity outside of what my service member does for work, like outside of my uh, spouse being in the military, like who am I outside of being married to my service member? Um, so keeping in mind those personal and professional goals. And then I truly, I believe that the times your service member is gone, whether it's a couple of weeks in the field or a couple months on deployment, I mean, year on deployment, whatever it may be is that is such a crucial time that you can really use for your growth and your goals. Like that time is gold. Like utilize that to your advantage. I think a lot of new military spouses, the shock of it sometimes, like your first deployment, for example, you may feel like you just want to eat ice cream in bed and cry that your service member is gone, but that's not productive. And long-term, that's not good for you. That's not good for your service member. I'm sure your service member does not want you calling him being like, I'm miserable without you. And, you know, <laughs> he can't do anything about it. Like he is yeah. deployed, he's on orders. He has to be there. So it's you taking advantage of this time and being like, you know what? Simper Gumby. It is what it is. Embrace the suck. How are we going to get through this deployment productively? Are you going to have some hard nights? Absolutely. It is emotionally challenging to be away from the person you love. It is not normal. It becomes normal with military life, but it's not normal for, you know, spouses to be separated through thousands of miles of distance. That's not normal, but really utilizing the time to how do I want to grow during this time? You know, um, whether it is, like you said, finding a job or part-time or full-time starting a business, maybe you want to get in shape. So you start going to the gym or here at 29 Palms, you start going to stroller warriors. You just decide that you want to volunteer at an organization, a certain amount, certain amount of hours, or you want to go to school. Like you mentioned, there are so many ways military spouses can get tuition discounts at some schools. There are grants and scholarships for military spouses. Um, personally, I'm in school right now studying military history. I have not paid for any of this degree. Um, a lot of what has paid for my tuition is I received um, a scholarship from the Military Spouses Association, the Navy Marine Corps Relief Society. Um, the school I'm at just gives a tuition like credit discount as well. So there are some advantages, um, you know, some perks here and there to <laughs> military spouse. Um, but that's definitely something you can do while your service member is away is start pursuing a degree in higher education that will when you are away from the military lifestyle, when your service member is out one day, you have a degree to help you get started and start your own career now. Yeah, I love that. And I love that your degree is military history, too. That's so yeah. cool. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes, that's the degree I'm currently pursuing. But truly being here at 29 Palms, um, I discovered one of my passions is event planning and event management. So once I earn this degree, I plan to go for event and conference management next. Because like I mentioned, um, coming out here to the desert, we didn't know what was waiting for us. Well, honestly, what was waiting for me was my job with the USO. At, and it got me through my first deployment. It had really helped me to build my resume out here. And it 
that was the first time I realized, wow, I love event and conference management. I was in charge of planning and executing morale boosting events for this entire installation. I was the first ever USO employee here at 29 Palms. So I really was able to help get the USO on the map here and really give the community community some events that they were missing out on. Um, and so through that job, it really helped me to realize something I was incredibly passionate about. And I wouldn't have figured that out if the Marine Corps, if the military hadn't sent my service member out here to the desert. If we hadn't come out here, I probably wouldn't have figured that out. So thank goodness we were, uh, ended up being sent out here. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you it's like a chain of events. Like you move somewhere, you, uh, you learn something, you grow in a certain way, and then you move to the next place and you start the whole process over again. You learn something you wouldn't have learned if you didn't go. Mm -hmm. You know, we have less than a year left here um, before we end up somewhere else. And I am excited to figure out where we end up next. And one of the things is I'm not scared about where the military Marine Corps might send us next. And honestly, I feel like the reason for that is because they do kind of consider 29 pumps like one of the worst duty stations or the exactly. worst. <laughs> for the and I'm like, if we've had a successful, really good time here, like, we're going to be fine anywhere that we end up, um, especially if we're together. You know, if we want to be cliche about it, as long as right. families together, you guys are going to be good. But when it comes down to it, I look forward to what you're saying, that chain of events, like wherever Marine Corps sends us next, I look forward to figuring out what is waiting for us at that next duty station, what jobs, what friends, what opportunities, what challenges as well. I, I look forward to that. It's one of those uh fun things, the fun adventure of military life. Yeah, no, I love that. And the last thing you like escalated it perfectly. But the last thing I always like to ask is what advice and you've given so much, but if you could wrap it up to one piece of advice, what would you tell another military spouse? This one's easy. Be yourself. Be yourself and the right opportunities and the right friends will come to you. Or be yourself and you will be able to find the right best opportunities and the right best spouse friends for you. Military life brings together a wide variety of people from all different walks of life, from all different backgrounds. And at the end of the day, to thy own self be true. You have got to be you, be yourself, and you are going to have a better time finding the right jobs for you, volunteer opportunities, the right gr friend groups to be hanging out with if you are true to yourself. So that would be my best final piece of advice for this podcast episode for a new Marine Corps spouse, a new military spouse, especially going to your first duty station, but carrying it with you wherever the military sends your family is being yourself and that will serve you well. Yeah, I love that. And where can listeners connect with you at? Um, on Instagram at Madison Green Coaching. I just recently relaunched. Um, I coached a few years back, but wanted to relaunch it to help new Marine Corps spouses, starting with boot camp. Like, let's get you through a successful <laughs> weeks apart from your loved one. Um, so at Madison Green Coaching, and then also Madison Green Coaching Coaching on YouTube as well. They can watch some helpful videos there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Madison, for coming on and sharing so much and giving us a glimpse into your life. Absolutely. And if anyone listening is heading to 29 Palms and 
anytime soon, definitely send me a message or something. I'd love to help you get settled in and connected here in the desert. Yes, absolutely. That's awesome. Thank you for listening to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a like, follow, and comment. Also, be sure to check out Instagram and Facebook at Grace of a Military Child and Life for more awesome content. For information on the podcast, Military Child Bigs and Littles, GoAMCL blog, or other resources, visit www.goamcl.org. You can also email me at Gracie, that's G-R-A-C-I-E at G-O-A-M-C-L dot org with any questions or comments. To be a guest on the podcast, you can schedule it at www.goamcl.org forward slash schedule a podcast, all one word, or contact me via social media or email. Stay tuned for the next episode where another incredible story is shared.